ప్రేమ ఎంబోడిమెంట్స్టే Dear listeners, Sairam from Prashant Nilayam, the most happening place on the planet. As I always say, welcome to Outside, Inside, Deep Inside. I'm Team Radio Size Bishu. Today is May 17th, 2018. We are now in the middle of May as we continue to ruminate on the life of Mr. Siratan Lal. We started this series on March 8th and today is the 11th episode of Mrs. Ratan Lal, A Diamond of a Devotee. On the episode on May 3rd, just before the Ishwarama Day celebrations, I shared with you how Mrs. Ratan Lal had become another mother for the Lord just after Mother Ishwarama left us and how Swami had been preparing her for this role and how he's the only one after Mother Ishwarama and Mother Subama. Mrs. Ratan Lal was the only one who could literally make Bhagwan eat a few morsels extra food. someone who could persuade him to take a little rest someone who could convince him to wear a robe that is not crumpled someone who could ensure that swami sleeps on a bed that has a proper mattress and that swami eats not from paper plates but actually proper steel plates if not anything else fancier this is what mrs ratan lal was and given how selfless the lord is who will never think of himself at any point in time and care the least about his own body his own comfort and convenience a mother was needed to mother the avatar a mother was needed to maintain that precious physical frame that housed eternity and mrs ratan lal was so perfect for that role but to attain that and to maintain that was not easy the amount of tests that she had to go through the amount of chiseling that swami did to her thinking and her approach to life to her attitude and the amount of training that bhagwan subtly covertly and overtly imparted a tremendous because whatever role you may play in the divine drama of the shri satyasai avatar ultimately you are a soul that has to merge with the master and to the master everyone is a pupil A steadfast pupil, of course, makes the most of the master's presence and guidance and learns to surrender and cooperate so that the master easily can operate. So that is how the journey of Mrs. Ratan Lal too was with Bhagwan. In the previous episode, I narrated how Swami suddenly planned a visit to Uti and Mrs. Ratan Lal had to make all the arrangements and cook every day. for a big group and she had no facilities no prior information no intimation moreover she was constantly being reprimanded by bhagwan for seemingly no fault of hers if the accommodation was not good swami used to look at her if the food was not arranged swami used to look at her if there was no water swami would look at her by the end of the trip you know she was getting frustrated and i shared with you how later she realized that swami was polishing her mind swami was removing all that was blocked 
speaking in her so that she can listen to the voice of her conscience and then i also told you about her participation in the 1973 summer course and how just one moment of ego just one moment of ego displaced her body for 6 days and finally swami himself had to fix it again and he did it miraculously so by the early 70s she was always with swami she was cooking for swami she was looking after his kitchen and her kitchen was always in action because there were no dearth of guests in swami's home and swami in those days used to spend really 9 out of 12 months in brindavan the ashram in bengaluru and swami had built a small cottage for her it used to be called mrs ratanlal's cottage and swami used to go there often and casually he would peep in he would peep into the kitchen as she is working and she would be completely oblivious of it so i would go and sit on the jhula the swing which was there in our house so i would open the fridge and pick a few groundnuts so it was that kind of an enduring relationship but she had to everyday cook on an average for 30 to 40 people and she would prepare by making coffee in the morning followed by breakfast lunch snacks in the afternoon then dinner and she had to even clean all the soiled vessels and i remember she saying that if she disliked anything it was cleaning vessels i mean she was happy to cook but cleaning vessels was something she was not really used to and imagine what happened swami dismissed all her household help what had happened was she used to have two three young girls in the house to help her with all this cleaning and everything and in those days there were very few students and the students had to go to mrs ratanlal's home her cottage because swami would send them to get some fruit or, or get swami's food or that swami's pan box all those things used to stay in her fridge so because there were the young students uh, who had to go to her home often so swami one day told her that you know it's not good for you to have those young girls in your house and she didn't know what to do she was actually very surprised In fact one day there were four five devotees from Hyderabad who were sitting in the front room of Vrindavan and Swami came to the rear of the house Swami pulled the curtain aside and Swami started talking to Mrs Ratanlal and then Swami told her you draw the curtain a little more the guests should not see you all the eyes are in this direction you know because I am speaking to a lady I don't want them to see this and Mrs Ratanlal said Swami you are god Swami what is all this what is this ladies gents thing how does it matter Swami Swami said you think like this everyone does not think like this and Swami went on to say public behavior is very important in my mission how lady should behave how gent should behave is very important in my mission that's why I'm telling you to be careful we have to be always vigilant and Mrs Ratanlal says that because she was someone who was all the time traveling with Bhagwan she was part of Bhagwan's entourage Swami expected her behavior to be really absolute above par and she followed swami's instructions she knew how to conduct at every juncture she knew how to conduct when she is with bhagwan serving she knew how to conduct when bhagwan is with his guests how to behave when bhagwan is with his students so she she learned all that and she knew what swami is sensitive to and what is very important for him what is important for his mission so swami dismissed the household help coming back to that story that she had and now she didn't know how to do the work in fact in the first two days when she started doing the vessels she had allergic reaction and in fact she cried she said the first two days i was not able to do the work i was crying 
but somehow by the third day for this she got used to the work and meanwhile she also got a person one rama rao to assist her in the cooking work and at that point in time the brindavan hostel started we are talking about early 70s late 60s so the hostel started in a modified garage I and mean, that was what the hostel was there were just three rooms downstairs and a large hall upstairs and the front of the ground floor rooms in front of that there was like a covered veranda and that served as the dining hall the kitchen was at one end of the dining hall so one day what happened was some impurity was found in the food in the hostel food and mr ram ramam who is the caretaker of the brindavan ashram then he went and promptly reported to swami that you know there was some problem with the food that day then swami said oh no this ramara who is helping uh, mrs ratanlal let him come and you know cook for the students and mrs ratanlal felt swami who is going to help me who will make all those things that ramara used to help me with because ramara used to fill the 16 kg tins with all these different items this mixtures mysore pak murkus jalebis swami always wanted to distribute swami always wanted to fill in the house swami always wanted to feed the boys and who will do this ramara used to do all that work and she said swami but i need him swami said no problem on the days you need you call him but let him go and cook for the boys in the hostel so ramara now had to be divided between hostel and her work so you imagine you know the times the testing times for mrs ratanlal in that period as i told you she came to bhagwan in the 1965 and then she felt that she belongs to him and then you know a lot of things happened swami went to mumbai they came here swami went to mumbai then you had the stories of swami visiting her house and then the walter coven incident happened in 1970 1971 swami gives the chance to start cooking in the december of 1971 so 72 73 now slowly swami built a cottage for her in 73 74 so this is the time then slowly the testing phases happened you know as swami says when you hang your photo on the wall first you put the nail and hammer a little bit the nail was put and now after hammer a little bit now swami shaking and testing whether the nail is strong or not whether it will be able to withstand before the photo of the lord can be put on the wall on that nail the lord will now shake and see are you getting shaken are you getting beaten so that is what probably had started in mrs ratanlal's life because until then it was so beautiful and now even as she got this chance to cook but it was not easy it was becoming so much work and there was no help she was only working from morning till night work work and only work and she started feeling oh my god what is happening to my life she was feeling that i have lost all devotion i have no time to meditate i have no time to pray she felt that all devotion is just dissipated from her being she was saying i used to be so intense in my devotions i was able to focus i was concentrating when i was doing 2 hours of puja in the morning i was able to meditate i am not able to do anything i am feeling so spiritually empty i am only working i am not even aware that you know i am living in the proximity of god i have become such a wreck that was the kind of feeling that was happening to her there was some kind of intense spiritual void as she says that gripped her she was feeling weak she was feeling helpless unable to do anything that emptiness was only growing and she was almost feeling like lifeless like she was working perhaps like a zombie she was working and working and to make matter worse there were this irrational thoughts that started coming within her why did i come here in the first place and what am i doing in vrindavan 
I was so comfortable in Mumbai. I used to do my bhajans three times a day. I used to go for bhajans. I had such intense meditation sessions. I was so so much at peace with myself. I was peace with myself as well as at peace with Bhagwan. What am I getting out of all this? What is happening to my life? What is happening to my body? What am I doing here? You know, all these questions started coming in her. What is the spiritual benefit? Why am I doing all this? And this monologue, constant monologue, this constant soliloquy was going on, troubling her, gnawing her. Just everything that she was doing was bothering her. For three years, she did not have a domestic help since she started cooking for Swami. Swami just sent all the help away. She had to do all the kitchen chores. She has to cook, wash the vessels, clean the kitchen. And she was so busy doing all this work, she never had time to even clean her house. For days, she could not clean her bedroom, she could not clean her bathroom, nothing she could do. She was just working, working, working. There's so much stress. And it was not just the stress of cooking for Bhagwan and all his guests and all the students. Once in a while, Swami, every fortnight, Swami would want to have a banquet for all the students. It was also the stress of the press because the Sanatana Sarthi magazine had started in the 60s and now, you know, because it was becoming difficult for them to print and it was Rathalal's initiative that to set up a press. So there was a press that was set up in Prindavan and she was the one who actually was instrumental in setting up the whole system there. So she has to supervise the printing of the Sanatana Sarthi as well as the books of the Books and Publication Trust, whatever was being printed in those days, possibly the first volume of Satyam Shamsundaram and the books that Professor Kasturi wrote. And there's a lot of pressure for the Sanatana Sarthi magazine because, you know, there are deadlines for this. It has to be printed and posted on a particular day. There should be a lot of pressure from Professor Kasturi, the editor of the Sanatana Sarthi, for printing, wrapping the magazine and posting them timely. So all this work and there was problem with cash flow because they were trying to juggle with the finances. She was actually printing below cost. And now that was also a problem because the income tax department was asking questions. How come you are showing losses? You have invested so much money in a press. How could you not make money? So there was all these questions and now these pressures and these summons from the income tax department. It was just becoming too much for her. Her restlessness, that void, that emptiness was becoming too much for her to bear. And in those days, you know, there was no fresh milk also in Brindavan. So she used to have powder milk she used to get to make coffee and all that. Then she thought, you know, it's good to have proper milk. So she got some cows and buffaloes and she had a driver who was from Udhampur from North India. And this driver was looking after this cow and she was having someone else to milk the cow. So somehow, you know, she was able to get some milk so that she can make some curd and butter for Bhagwan. She loved Krishna and she wanted to serve Bhagwan like he's Krishna. But it was becoming so difficult. So one day she was in her home. Her mind was not at peace at all. And as she was churning the curds, in mistakenly she put more water in the curds while churning. Because of that, she was not able to extract butter. So how much ever she tried, butter was not coming out of that curd. As it is, there is so much churning that was happening inside her being. Every day it is becoming so difficult to do what she was doing, to keep that inspiration going. And and now outside this churning also is not happening. A simple butter is not coming out of this curd. And you know, she got so frustrated that nothing is happening in my life. Everything is just going doldrums, you know, everything is being churned. It was 
too much for her to bear and she just started crying in the kitchen the doors of her house were closed and she just was only crying crying and in fact as she was crying all the tear drops fell into that curd into that butter and she was just sort of almost physically exhausted mentally drained out and just crying and crying her back was towards the kitchen door and so much of spiritual agony and and even the simple thing butter is not happening you know so the whole thing was just getting into her so much and she just was almost collapsed and she was just crying and crying and suddenly there was a hit suddenly someone tapped on the back of her head and she actually just shook as if there was some electric shocks because she was into a river she was she had collapsed you know gone into the abyss of her sorrow and then suddenly someone hit her and she looked behind and she saw the orange robe and for a moment she thought maybe it's all imagination maybe some hallucination but she turned properly and she saw she saw that swami was standing there just behind her and she never like crying so immediately she wiped her tears and she just turned swami tapped and swami just left swami didn't say anything he just quietly left he just came for that moment tapped her brought her out of that abyss that she was just going into deeply and swami just sweetly left and later on someone told that swami was in the house for 1 hour 30 minutes she was thinking she was alone crying no one is there and 90 minutes swami was there in the house even as she was crying her heart out she had no clue because she was so much drowned in her sorrows that she didn't hear that sound of the door opening her door had springs they would make noise but she was completely unaware of what was happening around her and the story does not end there look at the krishna that swami swami taps her and swami goes off then after an hour rama brahmam comes the caretaker of the ashram and uh, he comes to pick up swami's food and uh, he says amma where is the butter for swami has the butter been extracted as far as i know swami always used to not like so much of milk products he used to say that i have had enough of butter and curds in my krishna incarnation but here was the day when swami is asking specifically for butter and mr datanlal said no there is no butter there is no butter that is extracted today i don't have butter and ram ramam says but swami is saying that he is not going to have food until there is butter and she was so annoyed she was so peaked what is happening why is swami doing this to me there is no butter coming today only he has to ask for butter and she says you go and tell swami that there is no butter today and then she quietly calmed down and she said see i can't do it butter is not coming i'm not able to extract butter so ramanamam went back and mrs ratanlal went to the puja room her altar and again she started crying oh what are you doing with me lord why are you playing these games with me why have i become so much like a wreck why nothing is happening in my hands why everything i do there is a problem and ramramam comes back from swami and says amma you please extract some butter because swami is telling that if there is no butter he is not going to, not going to have food today so somehow i don't know what you do you please stop your puja you go and you please extract butter if you don't go i will lift you and i will take you to the kitchen somehow you have to make butter amma because otherwise swami will not have food today so mrs ratanla did not know what to do she took some ice she cooled the curd and again she started churning and somehow a little butter came she gave that butter and ram brahma went inside and the story does not end there after one hour 
again Mr. Ram Brahma comes back and says, Amma, where are those two baskets of fruits? Swami is asking for the two baskets of fruits. So Mr. Ratanlal says, they are lying in the outer room. You please take them. They should be there. And Ram Brahmam says, you come and see Amma, there are no fruits here. She came out and she was surprised that there were no fruits. There were two baskets of fruits. In fact, the next day was actually Shankranti. Eight days prior to that, you know, she had bought all these bananas and oranges for Bhagwan to distribute on the Shankranti day. Swami had come. Swami had seen those two baskets. Swami had liked and everything. So all those two baskets were lying in that room all these days. So what had happened that day was in the afternoon, Swami had sent one boy to collect pan, you know, Swami's pan box. And this boy, as he left the room, he forgot to lock the room. The room was open and that was an area where there were a lot of trees, there were a lot of monkeys. It was like a huge garden. So monkeys had basically come, they had entered the house and they had cleaned the two baskets, everything they had eaten. So by 4pm, there are no fruits for distribution. Tomorrow is Sankranti. So she didn't know what to do. Now Ram Ramam is asking for fruits. So immediately she sent her driver to the market, city market. You know, we are talking about Bangalore in the 70s. You didn't find anything in Kadugudi. Kadugudi was almost outskirts of uh, Bangalore city. So she sent the driver and the driver got whatever oranges and bananas were available. And the next morning when all these fruits were sent, Swami was again very annoyed with Mr. Ratanla. Swami said, what is this? You showed me something and you're bringing something else. And she started telling Swami, it is not my fault. And she didn't want to tell that the boys left the door open because unnecessarily boys will get into trouble. She didn't want to tell all that. But Swami himself said, what is it to do with the boys? He said, Swami, you tell me, whom did you send at 4pm to my house yesterday? And that boy Tarun was standing there. And that boy said, Swami, yes, I had gone there to pick up the pan box. And then Mrs. Ratanlal told Swami, Swami, you please ask him, did he really shut the door after picking up the pan box? Swami said, yeah, probably he must have. And then Mrs. Ratanlal said, Swami, when I came at 4pm, the fruit baskets were empty and the banana peels and orange skins were scattered all over outside the house. This was the havoc that was created by Rama's army, by the monkeys. The monkeys ate all the fruits. And at that late hour, where do I again recreate the fruits? I had to send a driver to the market to fetch whatever is available. It's Shankranti day today. Market was virtually empty. Everybody has bought everything. Whatever was left, we got. And she said, Swami, you have to tell your students to be careful. Other day, another boy had come in. He broke two glasses. It was not my fault. So Swami heard everything and Swami just kept quiet. That day ended, but the story did not. Two days later, Swami comes to our home and then Swami says, why were you crying so much that other day? And she said, Swami, I was crying because I have become empty, Swami. I have become completely spiritually empty. There is so much of voidness in me. I don't know what you have done, Swami. You have made me so empty that nothing is happening inside. All my spiritual effort is going down the drain. Everything appears in vain. I don't know what is happening with my life. I don't know why I am doing what I am doing. Then Swami asked her, Okay, you tell me what you do from morning to evening. And she said, Swami, I wake up in the morning and I make tiffin for you. First I send coffee, then I make breakfast, then I go to the press, then I supervise the printing of books, then I come back make lunch for you. Afternoon I go back again to the press, then I make the tiffin for you in the afternoon. I go back to the press after that. Again, late in the evening I come back, I start making dinner for you, then I send the dinner for you. And by the time I am so exhausted after that, I just fall asleep. And then Swami asked her, Whom do you do all this for? And she said, 
Swami, till today I have been doing everything for you, Swami. But I don't know what will be my condition tomorrow. I really don't know my future. I don't know what is happening to me. What is happening inside? I cannot just describe it. It's too much, Swami. I don't have the tenacity. I don't have that intensity. I don't have any. My faith is gone. My devotion is not in my control. I don't know, Swami. I, whether I will believe also in you or not after some time. I don't know. There are so many questions. I don't know what is happening to me, Swami. Swami just put his hand on her head. and then said what do you want and mrs ratanlal she had put her head at bhagwan's feet and she was just crying and swami paused and swami again said what else do you want and mrs ratanlal actually did not get it probably at that time she just said swami you asked me what i'm doing and i told you truthfully what i'm doing i don't know whether i'll be able to do it tomorrow this is what i'm doing till now till today and swami just did not tell anything more swami just again kept his hand on her head for a long time and then swami left that is so significant if you see swami saying what else do you want in fact at that was the time when so much sadhana was happening in her life what she was thinking is empty was it was full just full of such intense sadhana she was not even aware of the way she was bolstering her spiritual bank balance in such a huge way huge gains were happening she was working for the lord day in and day out that's why swami said what else do you want that was the moment later on when she reflected that was so significant and swami is telling what else do you want you've caught this chance to serve the lord he is eating virtually what you make for the lord but somehow at that point in time she just was unable to withstand what was happening in her in fact that emptiness continued it continued to affect her and she in fact started becoming irregular for darshan she just felt that swami anyway keeps finding fault with me swami constantly reprimands me swami does not like me swami all the time in front of others he scolds me so she started not going for darshan and she started thinking it's okay i have swami's photo at home i will look at him and i will have his darshan here and suddenly that thought also came that it's better i am at a distance from swami because if i am near him he always finds something that is not proper in whatever i do every time he has a problem with whatever i am supposed to offer He has a problem that fruits are not there. He has a problem that that food was not good. He has a problem that suddenly guests have come. I can't handle all this, and it was becoming so much that she thought it's better I leave. It's better to be at a distance, and she decided to leave. She thought it's better for me just to leave Brindavan. She thought maybe that was a less painful choice. Who knows if I'm here one day, Swami Himself will reject me because many times He is reprimanding me in front of all. who knows tomorrow he may throw me out of is better i go out on my own before he throws me before he rejects me before he insults me these are the kind of thoughts that started coming into her and she had decided that i will leave so one day she decided i will leave i will serve dinner to swami tonight and after that i'm going to just leave she didn't know where she's going to go she just thought i will go to the station and i will hop on to the first available train whatever is the train that's what she had thought and the next morning she had decided that i'm going to go to himalayas she had decided my destination is himalayas and that morning she got ready she showered washed her hair and everything 
बट सडनली दैट अर्ज केम लेट मी हैव वन मोर दर्शन ऑफ स्वामी लेट मी हैव लास्ट दर्शन ऑफ स्वामी समाउ दैट अर्ज वॉज सो स्ट्रॉन्ग बिकॉज जस्ट द प्रीवियस डे स्वामी हैड सीन हर एट दर्शन एंड स्वामी सेट वॉट यू हैव नॉट कम फॉर दर्शन फॉर द लास्ट ट्वेल्व डेज स्वामी हैड टोल्ड सो समाउ दैट फीलिंग केम दैट आई विल गो फॉर दर्शन यू नो समथिंग वॉज टेलिंग हर दैट यू शुड डू दिस सी सेट एनी वे थ्रू इज द लास्ट डे आई वोट बी दैट टूमोरो आई डोट नो वॉट इज गोइंग टू हैपन आई विल जस्ट गो टू स्वामीज हाउस आई जस्ट सी हिम एंड लीव इन भगवान हाउस इन वृंदावन द लेडीज यूज टू सेट opposite the door there was a wide door and the door had two windows on either side of the door two big windows and the ladies generally used to have darshan early in the morning from those windows and they would be able to see swami in the hall and then swami would step out and give darshan so she came to the house and she was standing behind all the ladies she had swami's darshan swami came to the hall and swami was walking now onto the front room and then he would step out for darshan the moment she saw that swami has gone for darshan the moment swami disappeared from her view she just turned she walked out of the door and she had decided i'm going now so she turned around to walk back to her home her back was towards the door she descended the three steps of that rear veranda her foot was on the third step then suddenly she heard the ratanlal swami was calling her she had no clue that swami had actually stopped swami had turned back swami had reentered the house and swami was calling out for her and swami came towards her and swami was calling out and everyone was now looking at mrs ratanlal she immediately turned she came over to swami and swami said take pad namaskar and she put her head on swami's feet as she did that swami said a hey, look here there is a lot of snow in the himalayas it is very cold there you will die there of cold and she was swami was saying this in a manner only she was able to hear and as she looked up swami said your bhagwan is here why do you worry when everything is here and swami is pointing to himself why do you worry when everything is here and again swami placed his hand on her head and softly but emphatically swami said stay here keep quiet and stay here no one else heard no one else had any clue what had transpired but that is what mrs ratanlal knew that he knows everything at that moment she didn't want to cry because she felt he knows everything yet he is making me like this he is making me helpless he is making me desperate why is he doing this and that day at 12 o'clock 12 noon swami comes to our home Swami sits on the chair. She just standing in front of Swami, her head bowed down, and Swami saying, "Hey, all the clothes that you have packed, unpack them. Why are you worrying? I am watching. I am looking after everything. Nothing will happen. You have devotion, bhakti bhi hai. I am saying you have devotion. Nothing will happen to you. Why are you worrying so much?" And she just kept quiet. Swami was there for fifteen to twenty minutes in the house, and she says Swami was so full of love. Then you have devotion. I am there. I am watching. Don't worry. When they say you need nerves of steel and muscles of iron, this is what Swami was doing. Swami was building her spiritual nerves of steel and spiritual muscles of iron. Every test of the Lord is a testimony of His love. The gold. 
has to be beaten because the gold has to become a beautiful jewel the butterfly has to struggle before it becomes a butterfly when it is inside when it is cocoon when it think that it is dark it is dismal it is dreary there is no life it is only struggle but it has to go through that only then will emerge the beautiful butterfly swami says one of the foremost virtues in the spiritual path is forbearance and swami was fortifying her with this quality with this virtue because on the spiritual path when for worldly achievements we need so much of patience and perseverance imagine how much of forbearance is needed when you want to achieve something which is much higher much beyond when you want to merge with the ultimate attain the highest goal of life and here was the lord helping her preparing her and he's with her even as she's going through all this holding her hand and taking her towards that path i remember this very beautiful english song that we sing every moment of my life please be with me in every single act of mine be thou my guide and then comes that stanza when i slip when i fall lend me your hand when i stray far away bring me back again in fact we sang the song on the eve of the aradhana mahotsavam in 2018 and in fact when the practice session was going on someone suggested that when we hold the lord hand why should we even slip why should we even fall in fact swami himself had mentioned why slip and fall you are holding the lord's hand you think you are slipping and falling you are not he is holding you and in fact the lines of the song were changed then and we sang it first as when i sleep when i fall lend me your hand but when we repeated this song we sang as there is no slip there is no fall when we hold your hand we won't stray far away with your hand in hand Stay far away with 
worship the cows yes swami wants to start a gokulam vrindavan he's got the first lot of jersey cows and high yielding buffaloes they are coming this evening they are already on the way so you have to do the worship according to the traditional ritualistic way she said i don't know how to worship cows it i don't know we have to just do it so this is get the puja material they collect whatever is available you know flowers fruits everything they get and she just steps out of the vrindavan ashram whoever had whatever flower any fruit vendor flower vendor whatever they got she just got everything and they did the puja and there were nine black and white jersey cows which had arrived swami was watching all this puja from the first floor window of his residence after the puja was over swami signaled that you know aarti be done and mr atanala said swami please you please come down you are krishna we are starting a gokulam in vrindavan swami you have to come she was praying mentally you know swami please you come swami you come and swami came down he just prayed and swami came down and swami did aarti and swami even started singing a krishna bhajan swami started that krishna bhajan then everybody joined the krishna bhajan they sang three songs three bhajans the boys followed what a beautiful scene swami was there gokulam is starting krishna bhajan swami took the aarati and that night she read that last page of our bhagavata parayanam and the next morning swami left so mrs ratnalal says you can sit and talk about swami like a human being but he was beyond human emotions every action had meaning even when he was ridiculing you even when he was scolding you or he was shivering you everything was so pregnant with meaning yes sometimes he used to scold because that was the easy way for him to remove our ego for man public opinion matters you will think how can swami scold me in front of 100 people but the question that comes is why is he scolding me i have not done anything if that question is coming we have to reflect in fact even to reflect on that question is a sign of his grace why all this why this is happening only when we reflect will faith develop faith and love is necessary to reflect and accept are you accepting are you reflecting how strong is your faith how deep is your love she say some days used to be lovely other days used to be very depressing but inside there was always reflection always i was reflecting if some me appeared to be annoyed or even dissatisfied or expressed it in front of many people one probably will get depressed and you will think why swami saying this why swami doing this but she says during this time if you are reciting his name that is the best way to deal with the situation to constantly keep thinking of him even in the most stressful situation because then he will guide then he will prompt swami himself told her once if i tell you nicely you probably not listen i scold you once in a while because then you will become very vigilant you will become very mindful it is for the acceleration of the spiritual growth and one very beautiful insight that mr ratnalal shared is when i'm dealing with swami when i'm talking to swami if i'm talking to him like a human being if i'm trying to use my own knowledge if i'm trying to use my own so called intellect and my buddhi and something would happen something would go wrong sometimes i feel that i'm getting the instructions what swami is telling but somehow even though i followed the instructions the events are not unfolding as i had imagined or as swami would want why all this is happening and then you start praying for guidance and then the realization comes that when you were talking to swami you were talking to swami as a human you were thinking that you know you will use your intelligence you will use your capabilities and follow swami's instructions that is where the problem comes that is where you go lose the game at that point in time also we have to know that it is he who is 
working through me and swami is testing in those moments he's testing how watchful we are he's testing our faith he's testing our perceptiveness of that situation he's seeing how deep and strong is our understanding of who swami is that's what swami is testing if even at that moment you are firm in your belief that no it is him who's doing i am nothing it is him through whom it is happening then he takes over then faith strengthens the fruit of faith is experienced in the form of grace that spiritual yearning of i am nothing fills you with his grace which is everything but all these needs those years of training with the lord years of constantly knowing that i am but an instrument i don't exist only he exists there's a very beautiful reflection about mrs ratanlal that professor anil kumar once shared let me play that clip for you i know mrs ratanlal ever since i joined swami's institute of higher learning at bangalore i should say i live just next to her door but one point is whenever swami returns to puttaparthi she follows him immediately one day earlier when swami comes back to bangalore she will leave that place one day earlier so when once she starts moving the leaving this place the whole puttaparthi everybody will come to know swami will be leaving on the following day that has been the signal to everybody if this somebody will come and say swami is going if you say how do you know mrs ratanla <laughs> left already and she didn't interact much with people because she had no time but one thing unbelievable is she served swami for 60 years or even little more in close proximity the second thing i observed over these 45 years is no woman ever moved so closely around swami during that period no woman is permitted to get into brindavan and she goes upstairs also and she insisted sometimes that she should be permitted to serve swami swami said no but she insisted she should serve i asked her why swami is not eating properly oh wow then how could you prevail upon him she says no swami i am not going i serve then only you should so she had such an intense love for swami that she cared for swami's dining also that he should eat well that kind of love is simply marvelous and now certain of his personal things swami supposing he attends wedding he orders for silk sarees and jewels somebody to go to the market and buy these things mrs ratanlal is the okay the only one fit for the job how do i know it was the time when balram's daughter was married that year that afternoon i happened to be there in brindavan upstairs with swami all silk sarees are spread over there highly expensive very expensive swami called me anil kumar ratanlal brought all these sarees oh swami why no balram's daughter is going to be married we wanted these sarees which is good he said i looked at those three sarees i said this red color is very good swami for whom is it meant i said swami said i want you to tell you which color is good why do the question for whom it is meant <laughs> no swami for lady swari it should match their complexion aha uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you are experienced ma'am <laughs> he said then he said it's meant for balram's daughter swami this will go well how do you know have you seen her 
not necessary swami there are sindhis all sindhis are most necessarily beautiful women and handsome men there is no doubt about it and all of them are stinkingly rich there is no exception in this room ah i see then he selected red saree that then i could understand how close mrs ratanlal is and also rajmata lived close by yes she stays in the college campus the building front building correct and rajmata's daughter used to go to city for some jewels and other things swami always necessarily sent mrs ratanlal to follow her okay in other words she is a liaison between rajmata and swami and outside people and so really great role people know her that she cooks for swami more than that she also attended sir personal things of swami very great and another thing i remember was in those days when sudarshan kamal sani they were all there they used to request her to plead with swami to forgive their lapses mm-hmm. so that swami would be pacified when swami is angry well we cannot bear it it is more hot than the summer heat in puttaparthi right now <laughs> yeah. very hot he'll blast them to ashes bhasma bhushitanga sai <laughs> nothing less than that in that moment these people will go and plead with her to represent to swami and come down and many people still remember with gratitude mm-hmm. her role in making things come to normal oh that is the role she played wow and i witnessed one miracle in kodaikanal first year 1988 i believe sama sudhir baskar and kamal sahani dr lakshminar se home all these people were there and that pandya mayur pandya sundarayar they were all there that batch sainath yes and i am quite new i came as a guest i didn't join the college as a principal yet it was 88 as a guest i was given guest treatment and narayan seva was going on Suddenly, Mrs. Ratanlal called me. I went. I'm our situation. Please tell Swami that food is exhausted. Mm-hmm. We made it for about 600 people. Nearly 1215 people have come there. Oh. And Swami is still inviting them. <laughs> Please tell Swami, Aipo Indi Anchapandi. The stuff is exhausted. Being quite new to the whole situation, just as we say in English, fools rush in where angels fear to tread <laughs> i simply rushed and running got a chance to speak to swami went and yeah mitlo chino what is that you are here swami kitchen lo aipoyindi the stuff is over yeah 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 madam what are saying repeat swami aipoyindi it is over no 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 there is no question of aipoyindi with swami you understand that the nothing like it is stuff exhausted wow. anything related to swami what nonsense you are speaking you go and check up in the kitchen he said then i rushed please believe me all the utensils very big big utensils which are totally empty they are full now by the time i went all are full to the brim awesome. the rice and sambar curries well it's first miracle i witnessed then i ran back to swami and said swami all are full ye member aipoyindanna ve what is it you said it's over no no sari poyindi they got enough not that it is exhausted that i have come to know and another thing is tambramam also stays very close to mrs ratanlal's residence they used to interact 
and in other words those two people were of immense help to swami and boundless help to students mm-hmm. all students used to go to these two people for any problem really i don't find any parallel to them any parallel to them you may not believe when i say old students of brindavan come to see swami necessarily immediately they go and see them at the residence at times even if swami is not there physically in vrindavan if he happened to be here by any chance they would go to see mrs ratanlal or mrs ramarama they have endured themselves to student fraternity like that in those days really marvelous and she also told me anil kumar to be here with swami is not an easy joke you have to give yourself you may have to sacrifice don't depend on the grants or the budget sanction you may have to sacrifice that's very important that's what we do and that what ram brahmam does so unless we sacrifice ourselves is not possible to get things done to swami's estimate and unless things are done to swami's standard you cannot continue here she told me frankly wow that clue i took and i could bring a kind of facelift to whole brindavan campus whole brindavan campus and i can proudly say nothing is added ever since i left that place meaning i covered every aspect there with the help of our friends under the guidance of ram brahmam and mrs sultanlal and whenever we go to see her immediately she would offer hot tea and mr ratanlal is a non dualist he believes in non dual philosophy follow ramana maharishi such a enlightened man so he follows the path of gnana mark the path of enlightenment and path of wisdom while she follows the karma marga the path of action but both of them have got that underlying current the common string of bhakti marga so both of them represent the triveni sangama of bhakti yoga karma yoga and gnana yoga thank you wonderful So that was Professor Anil Kumar sharing his reflections on Mrs. Ratan Lal. Today, you know, I just shared with you some of those beautiful outcomes of those tests that Swami put Mrs. Ratan Lal through, and how He prepared her, and how Mrs. Ratan Lal came out of it by His grace. Came out of those tests in flying colors. And next episode, I'll tell you how glorious it became after this, because Mrs. Ratan Lal took Bhagwan. to the north india to delhi to shimla what fantastic time they had that's coming up in the future episodes of this series on mrs ratanlal in outside inside deep inside dear listeners if you have any queries comments you want to share anything that you have heard about mrs ratanlal or about this program please feel free as always you can write to listener at radiosai.org if you want to write anything personally to me you can write to bishu b i s h u at radiosai.org Thank you so much. Sign on. Prema Swarupnar. Embodiments of love. Shanti ni lopar unnadi kani bite leedu. Peace is within, not outside. Outside no peace, only pieces. Sign on. You just heard an episode of our program, Outside, Inside. deep inside this was a segment of radio size thursday live hosted by bishop prushti 
and today's episode was first broadcast on 17th May 2018. Dear listener, you can email us your feedback as always to listener at radiosci.org. You can also WhatsApp us to this number 9393258258. Thank you and Sai Ram.